wonder what success actually means? How do you get it? And how do you keep it? We all want it, yet sometimes it feels only some of us get to have it. Hi, Teresa and Blair here. We are two badass entrepreneurs, best-selling authors, coaches, and business mentors who have had success, felt success, questioned our own success, and reclaimed it. Let's be real for a hot minute. 2020 has been a roller coaster ride, and many of us have started to wonder if they'll lose the things that made them successful. So we got curious, raw and real about what success is truly about. Can you put it in a box? How can you get it? Can people take it away or are you the one with the power? Does it mean the same to all of us or are we the ones that create it? From PGA golf pros to doctors, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and spiritual mentors. We get together to meet with successful people from around the globe to dissect success for vibrant conversations and interviews. Make sure you click the subscribe button on the App Store because each week we will drop a new episode to bust through the myths around success and dissect its true meaning. Welcome back to another episode of Dissecting Success. We have such a fun episode for you today. We're actually doing the first of its kind in our um, our podcast, and we're doing a basically a roundtable, but I guess not really a roundtable, around the globe, <laughs> around the continent Zoom interview with a really dynamic group of people who are already on their success success path. And they come from different backgrounds, different experiences. You know, they're in all very different industries. And I am so pumped. Teresa and I are so stoked to have all of you on today's show. So why don't we start off with introducing yourself and letting us know what does success mean to you? And we'll start with Lou. Hi, I'm Alishia Lou Poppy Lewis, and most people just call me Lou. And I'm an American non-binary rap artist from Detroit Music. <laughs> I'm in Detroit Music, Detroit, Michigan. <laughs> right. So what success means to me is just finding out what makes you happy and attaining it. So being happy at the end of the day. And sometimes that's hard to figure out what it is that you even want, but that in and of itself, just figuring out what makes you happy is you're successful. And so then going for it, getting it and obtaining it. Okay, my name is Sol. I'm from Venezuela and I live in Tuasson Bridge, Colombia in Canada. I'm a mom of two and a dog and I'm an entrepreneur. And for me, success is pretty much what Lou said. I used to believe that um, you have to be successful to be happy, but I think it's completely the other way around. You have to be happy and then you can be successful. And it's also about balance. When you balance um, different aspects of your life and you kind of have it in a good harmony, it feels very successful to me when I'm able to do that. Hello, my name is Marie. I am from Casagar, BC. I am originally from Quebec. I am an aromatherapist. I, I am the founder of Love and Lemons Life Essentials. I am a mom of four fur pets, <laughs> fur babies, if I can say. Um, and I love nature. I love the outdoor and I am uh, addicted 
to essential oils. Um, <laughs> for me, so, um, the success for me, I will define it uh, first with having fun in your life and live life to the fullest. Um, it's also achieving your biggest dream. Um, allowing your biggest dreams to come true um, and believe um, that it is possible. It's also being able to face your fear, overcome failure. Um, and it's also uh, accepting who we are, loving each other, whatever, because everyone is unique and uh, immense with immense talents. It's having confidence in yourself and in life. I love that. Those are all such fantastic answers. And I love that, like living life to its fullest, being happy. But it takes a while to get to that happiness, right? I mean, my business is turning 13 this summer and there's been a lot of crying. There's been a lot of frustration. A lot of times I wanted to quit. So let's dive into that happiness and living life to its fullest. Like, what does that look like to you? Like what... What is happiness and what are some of the challenges you've had to overcome to get to that happiness? Because there's this perception that happiness is money. Success is money. But really, what is happiness? Well, uh, Blair, for me, um, happiness, for me, it's impossible to feel happy all the time. You know, there is times that you feel happy and when you feel happy, you feel successful, but it's impossible to go through life, in my opinion, feeling happy all the time. So there is some time that I had felt uh, really, really happy with my kids, but I'm not doing so well in my professional life or even the other way around. So again, it, for me, it comes back to balance and balancing in my in my world, those two lives, my family life and my business life. Um and yeah, sometimes I feel it and sometimes I don't. And I just have to remember the good times when I'm not feeling so well. Yeah, um, you're not going to be happy all the time and you're not going to be successful all the time. So I think for me, my happiness, because it's different for everyone, is just, am I doing what I set out to do? You know, and <laughs> am I... <laughs> following up on what I said I wanted to do with throughout my life, like in my personal relationships, my business relationships and so forth. And if I'm doing that, then I'm like, I'm doing, I am who I said I am. And so I'm okay with that. And maybe I haven't reached my ultimate goal yet. And I haven't had attained that ultimate happiness, you know, or that ultimate success, but in this moment right now, I'm doing what I said I, I was going to do. And that makes me happy. For me, happiness is just to do, to do the little things that fulfill your heart and spark this little light in, in, within you. Um, it can be just simple things. It doesn't need to be much, right? Um, just do the things that make you smile every day um, and find balance in your life. I mean, it, it's not... Happiness can be defined differently for many people. Um, but when you overcome so much difficulties in your life and you go through so much things um, that are difficult to, to face, um, the little things will become the biggest things. So it's just to keep going simply and just do the things that truly speaks to you and 
make you wake up in the morning with a smile on your face and this is whatever it is your passion your dream what do you do um in everyday life I love all these things that the three of you brought up. And, you know, one thing that I would add here, and and I'm sure that is going to speak to a lot of our listeners on this podcast, is that I think a lot of people see only one perspective and only one side of business and entrepreneurship. And that's the side we show them, right? And we've got this amazing multifaceted group here, all different entrepreneurs, all on a different journey, all on different stages um, in their life and in their business. And, you know, I love that you brought um, up this point that, you know, you're not going to be happy all the time and it's not always rosy every day. And, and, you know, to sometimes just look at the little things and to continue going regardless. And so I'm just curious because we're sort of like walking down this path, like, what do you do to help yourself get back on track maybe in times where things aren't going so well or you know maybe you aren't feeling as happy and as successful as you as you like to be or you know wherever you are in a part you know in your journey sometimes there's roadblocks and what do you do when those roadblocks get in your way and how do you get yourself back onto your path and continue to pursue you know success and happiness and in all those facets I am gentle with myself. I think that's the first real thing I can do in order to um, come back on track to find happiness. Um, I am extremely hard on myself. Um, I'm really um, pressuring myself a lot in order to accomplish and do all the things. So um, being gentle, I think, is the main thing. I love extreme sports. Uh, throttle therapy for me is my main thing get lost in the mountains and go venture and find new places with this beautiful landscape that just like blows me away every time right Um, it can be as simple as having a bath with a glass of wine or read my favorite book or my favorite podcast snuggle with my dogs and just Try to step back, breathe, and relax. I meditate um, and I detox. I I stop with all the junk, the smoking, the drinking, like everything, and I just clean my body, and that always helps every time. So, I, I you guys are so nice. I do something. <laughs> I I do my hair. I do my nails. I paint my. I, I put my li- red lipstick and high heels. I like to abandon my kids and my mom and go out and have some drinks. <laughs> like that's what I like to do when I am like, oh, this is not a good day. Like, and I guess at the end it's the same. It's self care, right? Um, but yeah, that's what I like to do. I think that's funny because, like, for me. Like I'm always drinking, right? So having another drink isn't necessarily the thing for me that's going to make me happy, but it's like, okay, taking a step back away from that and allowing myself to actually maybe feel more and realize what's really going on. Why why is it so foggy? Why am I not happy? And it helps me get a clear mind. So I think that's interesting. You know what? I'm really glad you brought that up, Lou, because... 
a couple of years ago, I got some really heavy news and I'm not someone who would turn to alcohol to numb the pain. But what I was noticing is it was over Christmas and I I'm in the business community. So tons of events with free booze. So I wasn't like, oh, I got to go drink, but I'd have a glass of wine. I'm like, oh, wow, I forgot all my like problems and have another and another and another. And so I decided at the end of 2018, New Year's is going to be my last time drinking. And I haven't had a drink in about two and a half years because I needed to protect my happiness because it was the day after. So I just think it's really interesting that you, you know, you, you go to that too. And I've actually had people reach out to me about that. And when we talk about happiness, um, you know, is being successful or a big part of it for me, sobriety is a huge part of that and cutting out alcohol and, you know, the bad decisions that went along with it. And ever since I've done that, my business has been the best it's ever been. And I've been able to navigate some of the hardest challenges I've ever been given in my personal life. So high five to you when you do step back. And if anyone wants to talk about that or they step back for a week, a day, a month, a year, two years, like I'm always here to support you. And I think that's an awesome, it's awesome that you brought that up. And congratulations to you. For me, the other way around, because I don't get to do it all the time. When I do it, it's like, this is awesome. I can let it loose. You know, I can have fun and sing out loud. And um, so it's, it's a bit different, but what we were saying before is different for everybody, right? Um, right. Yeah. I think that's the, the big thing about that, right? And I love that all of you are navigating those challenges differently. But I think in your own way, what all of you experience through what you do, whether going out in nature or meditating or detoxing or going out with friends and letting loose and like letting yourself after, you know, that like, grip that we have sometimes in our life and the things we put in place to control is that it all leads you down to this path of clarity and people get to clarity in all sorts of different ways. So, you know, I think that that is really powerful and that is something too that on this podcast, you know, when we're talking about success and talking to all these different people, this comes around, um, you know, so many times is that we all have our own paths and we all have our own ways to get to where we want to get to with our own methods. And I love that there is so much uniqueness in that, because I feel like if we all would go do the same thing, it would be really boring. I mean, I don't know about you, but I think, you know, it makes the world and life more colorful by actually all leaning in and getting to know ourselves and what works for our personalities, you know, and, and I think that's really, really awesome. So that is, yeah, I just, that came uh, by. I'm just, I'm just loving right now how many different accents we have in this conversation. And I know people cannot see us, but just, just listening to all of you guys with, and me, of course, with my accent, uh, it's, it's so nice, you know, it's so nice to celebrate how different we are. And at the same time, we find out that we reach for the same things at the end of the day that is pursuing happiness and then success. I agree. <laughs> it's cool. What I think is so interesting is, um, you know, we've done tons of interviews with entrepreneurs from around the world, different at different points in their career. I've met like thousands, probably not tens of thousands, maybe, I don't know. I've been doing this for 13 years and I love networking. Like I'm a networking junkie. I love meeting new people and like figuring out like, what, what do you need? How can I help you? Like, is there a way for us to work together? Can I refer you business? And there's always this calm, this common vibe amongst all entrepreneurs, because we got to get up in the morning and we got to make shit 
happen, right? We're not clocking in and clocking out. We are always representing our business and it's our job to do what we're doing to make money, to put food on the table, but also have that passion. And so there, you know, we are a special type of human, I think. And, you know, there's people who I think, you know, were born to be entrepreneurs. There's some people who, you know, are from a long line of people who have jobs who decide they want to try being an entrepreneur and love it. But I really think there's a special genetic makeup in us that, you know, like I know I've entrepreneurs in my, in my bloodline, like Lou, do you got some family in your you know bloodline who are musicians or entrepreneurs? What about you? Everyone else? Yeah. Like, I know that like my lineage is entrepreneurial. And when you give me a job, when you put me in a box, I need to break free. I, I work for the social services and school for a very, very long time. And uh, I never felt good as much as I do now doing something that I truly love and passionate about. Um, you know, I quit, I quit my jobs after struggling with depression, anxiety for a long time, being on really strong antidepressant. And I decided to do my event planning course, which led me to buy my first business as a, as a wedding planner in Western Square Mission, North Vancouver. And I loved it, right? But there was still that part of me that was not happy because I felt stuck all the time. I felt pressure. I felt I had no life. Although it was beautiful and I loved it. And I was like, man, I got a dream job here. But there was something missing. And my life was, of course, not its best, right? Until I got able to switch this around and make something better for myself and think differently and do things better for myself, right? And now after that, I opened a daycare, have a French daycare also, I did not mention, I'm sorry. Um, and working with those little kids every morning and teaching them French every day is amazing. Now I got a staff, I got the ability to build love and lemons and just work with plants and smell and create beautiful recipes for my customers. And all this creative side is just like something that every morning I'm getting up, I'm like, yes, let's do it. <laughs> right. So I just love it. And it's not always easy. Like there's nothing easy. And there's days I'm like, man, am I doing this properly? Like, am I doing going in the right direction and you don't know until there's results and something happening right and I think happiness is truly doing things that keeps your heart alive and make you feel free and make you feel happy to get up and put your foot off your bed every morning and just start your coffee machine and just live and work and but do something that you truly do there you mentioned family and i have to say my dad is an entrepreneur himself he runs his own company i've been an entrepreneur since i was seven when i was selling mangoes outside of my house in venezuela um but sometimes i tend to uh, measure my success the way my parents measure success and i came to realize that it's completely different to what I feel successful. My dad would say things like, you know, the day that you reach the X amount of money in your bank account and you're free to do this and this and that, then when you're really successful and then like, and, and, it's, and I believe that, you know, I believe that for a while. Like, yes, you're right. But uh, then you come to realize that 
no, I had reached those and it doesn't really necessarily feel that way. Um, so, you know, family has a huge influence on the way you feel your success, in my opinion, whether they're entrepreneurs or not, and where you come from uh, makes a huge difference too. Yeah, um, people are always comparing me uh, to my sister because um, we're both in the arts. So it's like, I mean, she's my big sister also. So, you know, you already have that. But then it's just like when she's doing because she's doing so well and on TV and all that, it's like, you know, well, what are you doing? And, and a lot of times I, you know, it's not that. I don't believe that I can get there, but it can get really frustrating when, you know, I'm not achieving these things that she's achieving and people are constantly looking at me like, well, your sister's doing this. What are you doing? Your sister's, you know, and so it, it can become really hard. But for me, it's just really an inspiration at the end of the day that she's even doing it and she's the things that she set out to do. And I have to refocus on what it is I'm doing and my path and my process. And when I get back to that, I feel a lot of relief <laughs> because it can, you know, it can be hard to measure up to people what they think. And then certain things like even that I've done in my past, like in college and the people I've gone to school with, they'll hit me up. What are you doing right now? And if they don't hear something that they want to hear, like they can get really rough. Like people have hung up on me. You know, someone's told me, oh, if I were your parents, I wouldn't even be talking to you and stuff like that. So it's a lot of pressure that's put on me to like be successful right and so that has been really hard for me over the years but like I just have to stop get quiet go inside and realize that that path that you think that's not me I have my own thing and my own timing and that that's just really helped me a lot I love that. You know, I think that learning to a find our own lane, right, which you've all done in pursuing your dreams, pursuing your passions, you know, being an entrepreneur, like it's it's one brave step after the other, right? Because you're really taking steps forward more, mainly into the unknown with things that you've never done before. And there isn't really, you know, a perfect blueprint for how to build your business. You know, yes, there's strategy, there's tools, but the mindset aspect is so big. And, you know, to also to learn to stay in our own lane once we have it and not, you know, compare ourselves to other people or have that old school approach of, you know, once we make this much money, then, you know, we're successful. I very much grew up um, with that, although both um, my um, parents are entrepreneurs, like they run their own businesses. And so it's really interesting. But I went down the path of getting a job, building my career, having a really good income, just to realize, you know what, this is actually not fulfilling me and bringing me the joy and happiness that I really desire for my life. And so I took a leap away from, you know, from that. But what I really, you know, think is, is so powerful is that for all of you, you know, you are doing it and you are taking the steps and whether you're, you know, where you want to be or where the world's 
measure of success, which is precisely why we started this podcast, because success is such a misunderstood thing, because so many of us grew up with this idea that success is measured by the amount of things you have or money you have in a bank account or the things that go well in your life. And it's like a load of crap, really, because everybody that we spoke to up until now and like all sorts of like different entrepreneurs from all walks of life, uh, all like very, you know, successful in their own right, as the world would put it, all came to the same conclusion that at the end of the day, it wasn't about the money. It wasn't about the things they had. It wasn't about, you know, being able to drive the biggest, fattest cow, <laughs> right? Like it was about being able to do things that we love and to continue to pursue our passion and, you know, hearing Marie talk about, you know, working with herbs and building and creating essential oils all you with your music and soul. I know you're working on so many cool projects and you're pivoting. I think that that is just so inspiring. And in my humble opinion, I do believe that the world needs more people that pursue their passions and just go for it. Right. And show people that, you know what, it's not always easy and you might not end up having the big paycheck right away. But like, you know, like sometimes it takes 20 tries before something sticks. Right. But when it works, it works. And so anyways, I just think that you're all very inspiring. And I love that you're choosing to be on your paths and continuing on. Um, and I'd love to know, you know, from each um, from each of you. When you think about, you know, your own path and you would have to give a piece of advice to others on their pursuit to success, on their pursuit to happiness, what would be one piece of advice that you would give them that you would say, you know, this one thing, definitely make sure you put that on your path. To not let your past define who you are now and what you want to become and to not listen to others. To remain focused. And if you see yourself getting off focus, roll yourself back in and make it happen. For me is to work hard and play hard. And when you work hard, you secure a minimum amount of money. And we all agree that success is not about how much money you make, but let's be real. When you have zero in your bank account and you have kids to feed, it's impossible to feel successful. So work hard so you build that bottom line in your life and then play hard so you enjoy that work. So that's me. I love that. That's all fantastic tips. I love that. So in my, um, so I published a book, Raw and real stories from an entrepreneur pulsing through my veins, raw and real stories from an entrepreneur. And it's funny because when I sign my book, I write work hard and play harder. <laughs> it's funny that you said that because it's true, like work hard, play hard. I just had to chime in there because it's just that's something that really resonates with me and don't give up. Right. And take care of yourself and do what you need to do. I always joke with my sister um, you know, the, the, the franchise, the Real Housewives franchise, all the housewives have like um, a tagline. And my tagline is, and it has to do with mostly my business, but like also my life. I don't make the rules. I just break the rules. That's my, that's my, my real housewives. I was going to say desperate housewives. That's so nineties, my real housewives tagline. And I think it's true when you're an entrepreneur, there's no rules. 
make your own rules and what, you know, you're supposed to do break those rules because that's the only way you're going to break free of what society expects of you and able to forge your own path. I think we all have a passion and we all have a talent and we need to share it with the world because the world needs our talent. Yeah, it's so true. And, you know, I love that soul. You brought up this piece on, you know, money. And I wanted to just, you know, dive into that just for a moment, because I think that, you know, I think that what we've got to all right understand is that there's many ways to build our business, right? And some people like to go the kamikaze route, which is to, you know, quit their jobs and just check everything on their credit card and pray it's going to (laughs) work. Right. Like that to me is like the kamikaze way of doing it. And, you know, I think that there is a lot to be said, you know, when we are entrepreneurs to also have a part time job or something when we're starting out. Right. To cover some of those bills. But to the extent where we still keep it balanced enough so we can show up for our businesses. Right. Like and that's why I'm saying like there's different ways of doing it. Um, And I wanted to bring that up because I get asked this question um, from people that are starting out um, quite a lot. Like, you know, should I be just quitting my job and go all in because there's all this conversation around going all in. And, you know, the thing is, I think what we got to do is what we're comfortable with and understanding that in reality, some bills are going to have to get paid. (laughs) So what do you need to do to make it happen? And, you know, for me personally, I did my business as my side hustle for years before I like for three years before I leaped. And when I did leap, I had a big, nice, cushy buffer. And I was sure glad that I did because when that pandemic hit, like it really changed the trajectory of my business pretty severely. And so I had to pivot. Right. And so I think that, um, you know, I think that that is something to always remember, right? Like we're humans, we, we have to, you know, adjust I, sometimes. I think that's really interesting, Teresa, because I was like the complete opposite of you. 23, working for Lululemon, just moved to Vancouver, beginning of the recession. I thought I was the shit. I thought I knew what I was doing. Quit my job to start my business. But there was no money coming in. And like while starting my PR company, I started a coupon company because I wanted free yoga and I couldn't figure out how to get free yoga. So I went to all the yoga and fitness places and art and travel, all the shit I wanted to do that was in health and wellness. I said, let's, let's, I'm going to make a coupon book. Do you want to have a coupon in my book? (laughs) Anyways, long story short, I went the other way instead of building my PR company, my social media marketing company, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Um, while having a job, what I did was I built my company and then I took other jobs that had nothing to do with that aspect. So while for the duration of building my business, I bartended, I worked at coffee shops. I did what I had to do and I used my job to fuel my business, to fund my business. And my business was before I left Vancouver and moved to Pemberton, my business was successful as in I was able to pay bills and I would, but I wasn't able to get out of debt. But upon moving up to where I live now, I decided to get a job because my industry is about who you know. And I'm like, I'll get a job, build my connections and build my, you know, continue to build my business and just work kind of two jobs. And it worked. So I, you know, if you are someone who's taken the leap and already quit your job and you've handed your in your notice, like I did, I was just totally like, I'm going to be a business owner and now I have no money or I can't pay rent. So 
it's okay if you do that. You can still get a part-time job. And I was really embarrassed in the beginning because I'd be networking with these, you know, seven-figure business owners in the morning. And then in the evening, I'd be bartending or clearing plates at the Vancouver Aquarium with my catering job. And I'd be clearing their plates. And one of them, you know, I was really embarrassed whenever I ran into someone from the business community because I didn't want them to know that I also had to clean up their dirty dishes. And one of them said to me, Blair, it's Vancouver. We all have multiple jobs. It's okay. And I was like, you're right. It is okay. Because running a business is hard and a lot of work and I'm doing it and I'm doing what I need to do to live, live the dream. So it's interesting, Teresa, how you and I are both so opposite. Teresa's always really prepared and I'm just like, let's do it. <laughs> well, I try to be prepared, but it doesn't always work this way. Like shit still comes up. You know, I think that that is just reality. Like things still come up. Right. And you know, it's, I think we face a lot of comfort levels as entrepreneurs, right? And I'd love to hear like Lou or Saul or Marie, you know, how, how you are navigating that. But you know, what I love about what you just shared, Blair, and bringing this into this conversation is that just because you have a part-time job to pay your bills while you're building your business doesn't make you any less successful than anyone who's building their, you know, just, just, building their business and nobody can see that I was doing like a quotation with my hands because it's just audio. But, you know, I think that we get so in our heads, right, about what things need to look like. And there's so many like stories out there, you know, do these six steps and then you're going to have like a 10K a month business. And it's like, yeah, it's going to take a little bit to get there, right? Like there's going to be a lot of effort. And in the meantime, you might have to clean some dirty dishes, guys. Like this is the way it is. And there's nothing wrong with that, you know? And I think that normalizing that, um, you know, and, and I love that. It's like, I have a business and your side hustle is like, you know, your day job or, your, you know, that is your side hustle is your job and your business is, that's your career, right? So, Anyways, I love that. And I know, Marie, you have two businesses. You have a daycare and Love and Lemons, Love and Lemons Life Essentials. Oh, tripping over my words. <laughs> I got a very funny story for you guys. Um, when I was living in, in the West, so when I first started, like, oh, man, did I hate tuna cans. Like, we hate so much tuna because we were so broke when we moved to Wester first. But anyways, I always um, work with families. And when I bought my wedding planning business, I that was at the first little beginning of it. And I got a nanny job in West Vancouver. They took me out for dinner. <laughs> and I never been so embarrassed. I, I believe I turned purple. Like I will... I went to this high-end place and that was where I was doing weddings. And I was with this nanny family and I was like eating dinner. And then every, I just met all the people that I was doing weddings with, right? So I was like in the back of my head, I was like, what are these people going to think? I'm a wedding planner, but now I'm sitting with you know the nanny family and so like Blair said like you know it's okay because you're on the coast and you have to work two or three or four jobs if you have to right sometimes it just takes what it needs to go by and 
make the impossible happen. And it was okay because I enjoyed being a nanny and I enjoyed working for the schools and I enjoyed my wedding planning business. Well, I'm going to Well, I, um, I had to just recently quit my job, actually. Uh, I was working for my sister as her nanny. And because um, normally I'm just jumping around from job to job. And if I'm not at a job, I might be freelancing graphic design or something. And, you know, I'm always, you know, putting that into or at least trying to put that into my music. And um, anyway, my sister needed me to come and be her nanny. So I did. And, you know, it was good. And, you know, the money was pretty decent. And it was like, that was good, but I did not have any time to do me. Like I'm there to help them so that they can focus on what they're doing, you know? And because I'm so busy helping them, I couldn't really help myself. But, you know, the money was there for me to put in to the music once I left, but there was like, for me, there was just really no way to balance it. Like I'm putting in so little time for myself that I'm like, I cannot keep doing this. I have to just get out and go all in. So I just made that decision to do that. And it's worked for me. Now in my head, I always knew like there, if, if my plan doesn't work, like to, you know, I decided that I want to sell merch as a part, a way of funding my music until my music can pay, you know, can pay for itself. But um, if for whatever reason that doesn't work, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna have to go back and get another job. But I had to like, at least allow myself the opportunity to to give it a chance and, and just see what happens if I do just go all in, focus on this completely, at least create a package for myself that I can sell, you know, not having the time to do it because it takes so much. It's like so many different elements to being a musician. <laughs> I, you know, I had to, I had to just quit it, drop everything and go all in for myself. And so, yeah. Mm. I done all of that that you guys are talking about, but also it, I, I was very lucky when I was running when I'm running my um, international student business. I was able to find side things that were related to my business for me to do. For example, I started selling um, in, in insurance, medical insurance for the students. So that was like an extra money that I could make, but still in the same area. Or I did some translation gigs. There were some um, um, business people that came to Vancouver, didn't have enough English. They needed a person to uh, translate for them. I'll do it. I need the extra. I'll do it. So I, it, it's awesome if you can find something like selling the merch that you can add to your own business that is not your business core. And for me, um, that helped a lot. I think it all comes down to a decision, right? Personal choices. Like you can work three jobs, try to do it all, but at the same time, you're just going to end up burning yourself. And I've been there, right? Um, I think personally, moving to the Kutnis for me was one of the best things that could ever have happened to me because I found freedom. I'm able to achieve everything I want to do and be successful at the thing I am doing. 
Um, but I'm also able to make the choice to let go of certain things. And I had the opportunity to have a staff helping me in my daycare. Like I can, I can afford to do all those things now because my cost of living is so much lower, right? And stretching yourself so much, it's just becoming like tiring and exhausting. And then you just don't want to do any of it anymore. So I think it's all about finding balance, but truly, um, deciding of what is really important and what you need to do in order to accomplish and uh, realize uh, what, what you're doing. That is awesome. And this choice piece that you just brought up, you know, I think that's what it boils down to, right? We got to make a choice and we got to choose what we're going to do, what it's going to look like, you know, what we're going to do to make it work. And it all comes back to choice. And as long as we follow choice and not default into things, you know, I think that makes it so, so powerful. And wow, this was such a fun time, Lou, Sol, Marie. Thank you so much for being on our podcast. Um, this was incredible. Can't wait to share this with our listeners. And I, you know, just loved your free suggestions as well, you know, of people that are just starting out around not letting the past stop you remaining focused and play hard and work hard <laughs> so that you can achieve all those goals that you've set out to be. We'll be dropping links to find out more about each and every you and your businesses in the show notes as well. So make sure you check that out. And that's a wrap for another episode of Dissecting Success. Peace. Gracias. Thank you. <laughs>